Oh, wow. Another uh, 30-something-year-old white guy with a podcast. I'm not 30. I'm 24. Oh, my God. Holy crap. I just called myself a 30-year-old. Oh, that's gross. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, great fucking start to this. So, basically, hi. I'm going to do a podcast. Um, I just be talking a lot of a lot of junk and I figured what's what's a better way to what's a better medium to express this than a podcast because everybody does one. They're stupid easy to do. They're fun. I listen to them sometimes. It depends like a lot of podcasts get annoying. But I don't know if y'all can already tell by how I'm speaking or anything like that, but I have trouble staying focused on topics, so this is going to be a really fun journey for the both of us, because I don't know what the heck kind of stuff we're going to be talking about. Um, I can tell you a lot of the things will be revolved around my interests, and um, uh, basically, yeah, so I'm not going to be... It's not going to have one theme. I don't. I think that's boring, because like, what's the point of going to a podcast if you're not like in some, you're not wondering what the next episode is going to be, but yeah, so, my name's Joey, um, I'm 24, and I'm actually pretty happy to be doing this finally, because I just talk a lot of crap, and this is a, like I said earlier, this is a perfect medium for this, so, I'm really excited, because hopefully, I have a lot of people that would find what I say interesting, even though I'm just some random person, but, yeah, and... Yeah, the podcast basically, guys, is just going to be me talking about stuff, like things. We're going to be talking about stuff. We're going to be talking about things, maybe some knickknacks. And ideally, I am into politics. I think it's important for young people especially to be into politics because it's it truly imprints how much it matters the younger you are. I'm not saying indoctrinate like children, but I'm saying like when you're like 19, 20, 21 and you start reading and you start getting into political ideas for yourself and what that means and how they have been manifested in manifested and implemented in other countries. It's it's really it's really cool because it helps you develop your own sense of who you are outside of identity politics. And that's a big goal of this is I would like to find a way to express my beliefs without being so caught up in identity politics so but yeah um i ironically enough we, we're probably going to start with the with the election um so pretty much my thoughts on the election i hate it i just hate the fact that our two choices are a giant douche and a turd sandwich and i f- absolutely despise the fact that both of them have allegations against them I don't want to vote for either of them. I was Bernie all the way, even though he's, it's, electoralism is weird. I'd much prefer direct action, but it's, it's, it's weird in this, in this time. This time is very unique. It's very strange. I don't, direct action is difficult when you have people who are at risk at home, especially because of COVID. Um, but yeah, so I will be voting for Biden, not because I like Biden, um, because the alternative is fascism. I have friends who are not white. I have friends who will be primarily affected by the harmful policies Mr. Uh, Orange Cinnamon Hitler will put in. And I think that it is absolutely disgusting 
that people refuse to acknowledge and accept the level of egregiousness, especially in regards to COVID that this man has been spitting out of his mouth. Um, I'm not a fan of either. I'm not a fan of the Democratic Party. I'm not a fan of the Republican Party, especially. Um, I, like, I ideologically, I don't know what I am. Um, I'm left-leaning for sure. Uh, first off, let's just say this. Housing is a human right. Food, water, health care, education, they're all human rights. Um, and if you do anything to limit that, especially to already marginalized communities, you're, you are not a good person. Um, that is actually the most, in my opinion, the most egregious thing that has ever been done in our country is limiting housing, limiting education, limiting resources and health care to already marginalized communities. I find it gross. Um, landlords, uh, if you're listening, get a job. Um, don't listen to my podcast. You're not welcome. Uh, I have a friend who is facing eviction in COVID. Like, during a pandemic, someone is facing eviction, and I find that disgusting. So if you are a landlord, you are not welcome. Sorry. I'm really not. Actually, no, I'm not sorry about it. You need to get a real job. Um, yeah, and then I obviously believe, I believe in a, or not obviously, but I want to say I believe in a decentralized government. I believe that... Um, Community-based protection and community-based mutual aid and direct action are important, and they are the keys to a successful society. I believe in decolonization. I believe in abolition. There's a bunch of things that I believe in that are difficult to talk about, and hopefully we'll, we will be able to get into them, and I will be able to talk to people from the other viewpoint because I do believe discourse is valid. However, I don't tolerate fascism, and if some dude comes on my show, or it's not even a show, if some dude comes on this podcast having a conversation about how he thinks some fascist bullcrap, he's going to get like immediately just not, he's not going to be on my show. That's how it is. We don't tolerate that here. Um, but yeah, so segueing into a, another topic, um, basically what I'm into and like, it's important to like segue away from the politics sometimes. And it's important to have good conversations about things we like. So I recently have been getting into like cars, um, when I bought my first one and I had a bunch of problems with it cause it's a Volkswagen. Das Auto, ja. But but yeah, so fucking fuck Volkswagen. They're really hard to work on. I like how cool they are. I like cars. I like learning about cars. I'm a complete noob in regards to any form of like mechanic work or anything like that. I can change my oil and uh, my friend and I are going to try to change my brake pads and rotors soon. But other than that, I really don't really, I don't really know anything. I don't know what tools do. I don't know what a, like some, some random mechanic come up, could come up to me and just talk absolute bull crap. Like talking about like, yeah, the Philly dally onto your uh, left manifold of your engine. It affects your intake and it makes your car sound like it's farting. And I could just be like, yeah, how much does it cost to fix? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know anything about cars other than like basic, like, oh wow, I know what a turbocharger does. I know like. <laughs> more at least in America more cylinders equals more fast but <laughs> other than that I'm not really I don't really know that much um uh aside from cars I really I play guitar I'm into I like midwest emo I like also like hardcore um I bounce between the two genres a lot um I'm a 
big fan. My favorite, one of my favorite bands is Covet. I have a tattoo from Covet. If you don't know who Covet is, please listen to Covet. They are so good. I'm going to see if I can like edit the intro of this podcast to be a little clip of the song and within the guidelines of fair use. And obviously I'd, I'd put them in the, in the description of the podcast because I want they, them to be even more famous than they are. They are also sweet. They are such nice people. Yvette Young's probably one of the best guitar players out right now. And Forrest, the drummer, dude, he's so freaking cool. I met him at a show once. He's so nice. Always fucking smiling and always cheesing playing his high-ass cymbals, bro. I, lo- I love Covet. Um, yeah, that's like, I, I bounce between Midwest Emo and Math Rock and in hardcore. I don't really like, I just, I like good music. I'm kind of a normie in my music taste aside from the aside from the more obscure genres, but also I'm not really into how like a lot of Midwest emo fans act. A lot of them are like <laughs> gaslighter music, <laughs> you know, but, um, I don't think other than that, I just, it's, it's, I, I like, I like music. I, I played guitar in church for a long time and that's something else we'll get into is like my spiritual journey, but I'm not really a Christian anymore. Um, sadly, I guess, I don't know if that's, it's not really sad for me, but I guess it's sad for my friends who may be hearing this, but I still love all you guys. I love all y'all fuckers, so shut up. But, um, yeah, I, I also like languages. I, I'm taking a gap semester because online learning is an absolute disaster due to COVID and in an English language, and I, I, um, sorry, I kind of got ahead of myself and, um, my minor is linguistics. So I took a gap semester because I, my, my degree is English literature with a lingua, a linguistics minor. And it's really hard for me as someone with ADHD, which we will get into by the end of the episode. I was just recently diagnosed, but I've had it my entire life. It's very hard for me to sit down and read. So I rely on the, the very stimulating experience of sitting in class and discussing the material because it helps me transfer that from my working memory into my long-term memory and it's 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 just how my brain works and you you guys will definitely notice throughout the podcast I will bounce beyond or I'll bounce through topics very much um but I hopefully am starting a new medication for this soon and maybe it'll be interesting if you if we can see the journey of like my my conversation staying on track versus like bouncing around so it'd be very interesting but yeah school wise i really i love linguistics i would prefer to study that entirely um i used to be an english language arts education major i still would like to do some teaching but i'm i'm more interested in adult literacy and like already already marginalized people i guess because like the school system is just i'm not interested in it anymore um especially here in Florida, like we don't really have that many benefits. It's not the, the public school system kind of like sets a lot of kids up to fail. Um, especially if you're in a low income neighborhood, which it's bullshit that these, these school budgets are based off of property value. And it's, it's, it's an entire thing. That's just gross. And I kind of realized I'd rather just get an English degree than get an education degree because that kind of only lines me up for one thing, but we'll, we'll figure that out. That'll probably change. I love Formula One. 
I used to make fun of NASCAR and motorsport, but the more I got into cars, I'm realizing how much of a prick I was. NASCAR is cool. I'm. It's cool. I love the fact that they banned their Confederate flag, and I love the fact that that one driver that was, he was like being pretty pissed off about it, and I saw a fake tweet that said, no one wants your participation trophy. I love that energy, even if it was a fake tweet. NASCAR, they don't tolerate bullshit anymore, so I'm, I'm becoming a fan. Jeff Gordon was my favorite driver. I'm actually wearing a Jeff Gordon shirt right now. I used to be obsessed with that man. I used to be obsessed with Jeff Gordon. I, he was so cool to me and he lives in Daytona, which is around where I live. So I always went to like a little, like a bunch of races when I was little. And over the time I, I discovered formula one on YouTube, or I discovered it through the Netflix series drive to survive, which is very good drive to survive on Netflix. We are not sponsored, but please go watch it. Um, it got me into that and I started watching YouTube videos and realizing the technology and things that go into Formula One is so cool. So, so cool. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is my favorite driver. I don't know who my favorite team is. It was Red Bull when Daniel Ricciardo was there. I'm not a fan of Renault. I'm not a fan of how they like run their thing. I love the fact, spoiler alert, this past Eiffel Grand Prix. Oh God, sorry. Eiffel Grand Prix um, in the Nürburgring. He got third place in a Renault, and it's it's absolutely amazing to see that he is still a good driver despite making a kind of iffy career choice in leaving uh, Red Bull for Renault, even though it makes sense. He wasn't really the number... He didn't want to be the number two driver, and if you have Max Verstappen on your team, who's like this young, hot superstar, like you, you have to have him be the number one driver or he's going to go to another team. So I respect his decision. But team-wise, I would say it could be McLaren. I like Lando Norris and I like Carlos Sainz. I like their dynamic. I think they're awesome. I like McLaren's aesthetic. Ayrton Senna is also my favorite driver of all time uh, because of his philanthropy work and all that. Um, and so I think Mc McLaren would probably be my favorite team. And the fact that Daniel Ricciardo is going to McLaren next year is fucking bonkers it's absolutely bonkers mate it's absolutely bonkers yes now so freaking another thing i need to tell you guys about because i'm interested in linguistics i learned how to do a bunch of stupid accents they're all gonna suck and they come out randomly so just be prepared for that. Back to Formula One. Daniel Ricciardo, man, this motherfucker is so cool. He won. When he's on his podiums, he didn't do it this last time. He fucking pours the, the, the it's not champagne anymore, I think, because they have drivers who are under the age. But um, it's uh, like rose water. He puts it in his shoe and he does a shoey, mate. He does a fucking shoey count. And it's fucking crazy. I love it. I love Daniel Ricciardo. He's a, he's, he's pretty cool. So, you know what else is cool, though, is having this superpower called attention deficit hyper disorder. Even though, like, every, every self-help self book that I've read has said, oh, this is really a superpower, bro, I don't think it is. I can't, I'm having trouble staying on topic for 15 minutes for this podcast. Like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to be able to just stay on topic or like how 80 how that is translated into being a superpower which i get i understand like re like taking back that stigma against your mental illness and like understanding like hey this can benefit me but dude this stuff like 
I've had so many issues for all my life, or like involving impulse control, involving like being quick to anger, involving motivation issues, or I, or I hyper focus on things that don't matter. Like I played League of Legends fucking day in, day out for years. And like, it's just, it's different. It's, it's weird how like I'm noticing that when I took this, I took this diagnostic tool with my therapist and just noticing like all my symptoms be acknowledged because I thought my case was so unique. I was like, Oh, whatever. I, I, there's no way someone's going to find out what's wrong with me. And the fact that it has a name is crazy to me. And the fact that I knew about it forever and I had no idea that I had it. And it's, it's very overwhelming. Actually. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to finally be able to focus. And I was going to say be normal, but no, Normalcy is toxic in a way. You need to be yourself as long as you're not hurting anybody. And I I think that um, it's important to recognize when you do need to take that step for yourself and seek like therapy and seek mental help because especially as a man, well, okay, if you're listening to this, congrats or hey guys, I'm non-binary. <laughs> um... I'm not really feeling the ring of being called a man anymore, but I was a man for a long portion of my life. And, um, I think that there's a lot of toxic masculinity that you just learn from, from this country. And it, the way it manifests is very, very scary because it teaches you that you have to be able to deal with things on your own and you don't, there's people there for you. I'm there for you. If you listen to this podcast and you know me and you need someone to talk to, call me. I, you're, you are human and that is enough for me to care about you. You know, we all deal with a bunch of mental health problems and if it's important to recognize that you're not the only person with it. So yeah, that's really weird. I didn't mean to go on that hmm, inspirational tangent, but I kind of wanted to end this episode because I don't think the episodes are going to be that long. I just wanted to end the episode and say... I really appreciate you for listening. The world is definitely better with you in it, unless you're a fascist. Sorry. Um, and I want you to know that I love you. You're awesome. And don't let anybody ever tell you anything different. Thank you for listening. I hope that you guys tune in next week because I'm going to have this a lot more structured. There'll be more things going on, more topics to be spoken about. And I hopefully I will be able to produce a more a more sturdy line of conversation so this was probably really hard to listen to but again i really appreciate you guys listening and i hope you tune in next week have a great day